Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money off my podcast? The answer to every one of those questions is real simple, and it's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free, and it's really easy to use. And now, Anchor can even match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid right right off the bat. And in fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I'm getting paid, baby. And it's real easy. So if you always want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. All righty. It's been a minute since I chopped it up with y'all. I'm about to make this one pretty quick. So we're going to try to do this in 10 minutes and 15 seconds exactly. See if it can be done. And I'm pretty hopeful that I can, that I'll be able to do it. If not, oh well, fuck it. We get close to 10 minutes as possible. Man, but the biggest thing before, like I really dive into the whole podcast thing I thought it'd be good for y'all to know like a little bit about my background you know I have a um, a non-profit for kids and I did this uh, little one page thing talking about my background so basically I'm just going to read it off read off of there you know Maybe expand on a few things. Because I'm looking at this thing and I'm trying to figure out what kind of mood I was in when I when I wrote it. You know, because it's factual to a certain degree. And I looked, you know. Actually, I'll read the whole thing. Give you a few seconds to see if you can see what's not exactly factual. Then I'll let you know what it is. So, all right, here it goes. It's, uh, my background, what original title. I grew up in Houston's historic Fifth Ward and was raised by a single father until he remarried when I was 14 years old. And he married Deborah Osborne Simpson, which is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. She put up with my shit. And she absolutely didn't have to, you know. And uh, I love her to death and I'd do anything in the world for that part. All right, so it continues. I recognized at at an early age that I needed to get away from my environment once I was old enough. Watching friends be incarcerated and a few being killed was not something that I wanted to continue to witness. That shit was kind of crazy. Cause it was like a, a lot of stuff was happening back to back. You know, it was... You know, this shit was really scary, man. I'm 
I'm not gonna call no names or talk about specifics, but <sighs> yeah, watching folks get killed and having friends get locked up. It's a pretty regular occurrence, man. I don't know what, what was going on during that time frame, but those judges were, they were handing out what we would call football numbers. 88 years, 77 years, 55 years. Shit was wild, man. It was real fucking scary, too. You know, although I had a loving family, there were too many pitfalls in the neighborhood for a young black man. So in 1988, I joined the United States Navy. And that was probably the best thing I had ever done. I had a fucking great time in the Navy. You know, it wasn't easy. You know, but I learned a lot. Met a lot of people. People that I'm like still friends with to this day. Really good folks. You know, it's... Yeah, this is probably the best thing I've ever done. Uh, then it continues. The structure and discipline the Navy offered, coupled with my being homesick, made the first few weeks of boot camp a challenge. Yeah, that shit sucked, dude. That shit was fucking awful. You know? I wasn't used to nobody talking to me like that. You know? I wasn't used to, like, trying to conform and be part of a actual team. Yeah, man, I played football in high school, but that shit wasn't really no team. You know what I mean? I, I liked the people that I played with, but we wasn't really a fucking team. Not in the sense of work that I'm familiar with now. So, yeah, the boot camp shows a challenge. But, however, for the next 10 years, the same structure and discipline, along with my desire to overcome any challenge, helped me be the man that I am today. And that's, that's probably like the truest thing right there. Because I learned so much about people, and I learned so much about myself, to where I, I really, I believe that there's nothing that I can't do. You know, it's just, because I've overcome so much, you know, probably not, definitely not the worst situation that somebody could be in, but for me it was hard, you know, leaving home, being out of familiar city, unfamiliar people, weird ass environment, this whole military thing. You know, shit wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be. You know, we had these preconceived notions of what military life's going to be. You know, but it wasn't even fucking close. But, yeah. It was the best thing I had ever fucking done. You know? Like I said, I've met lifelong friends. You know? And, um, that part's been pretty cool. I've seen places that a lot of people never get to go. You know. Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Operation Southern Watch, 
Quaint Liberal Writer, a whole bunch of other shit, man, I, I was a part of, you know, and I had a pretty good job. We were active in navigation of the ship, ship's operations, all that, you know. I tell everybody, you know, when they ask me what I did, they're like, motherfucker, I wasn't a cook. Not to say anything wrong with being a cook, but, you know, for some reason they look at at the black folks and think either we fucking ironing drawers or cooking something, you know, like, nah, there's a little bit more than that, you know, it was pretty cool, pretty good experience. The worst part about growing up, man, is seeing the effects of drugs down on my family, you know. Uh, seeing the effects that drugs had on my friends, even the ones that sold it, you know, I thought they were making a name for themselves, you know, putting money in their pocket, you know, I thought they were doing something great, but, you know, unless you're the wholesaler, working at crack retailers, worst job they ever have, you know, I see cats. Come to school, big bank rolls, money. But hadn't slept in two days. I still got the same clothes on. And I'm like, man, you're just as funky and dirty looking as the crackhead you're selling to. Because you got to be up just as long as that motherfucker's up. Because <laughs> as long as he up, he wants to get high. And if he wants to get high, he don't need somebody to sell him. You know, sell the shit to him. So you got to be on crackhead hours. You know, and that's it, man. <laughs> I tried it. This is crazy, real quick story. Check this out. So, we're living over on Bringhurst, right across the street from E.L. Smith. I think they tore it down now. But anyway, dude, uh, across the street from me, <laughs> this motherfucker's name was Funkball. And he was old dusty ass motherfucker, too. One of them dudes always smell like fucking oil. Cause he changed cars and shit. I mean, change oil in the cars for cheap. Half-ass shade, tree mechanic. So anyway, man, we talked him. And I noticed all the traffic going to his house. You know, I hit him up. So man, what, what the fuck y'all selling over there, dude? What's going on with that? Man, you know what it is. You know what we're doing over here. I'm like, yeah, man. I, I'm going to try that now. I think I'm going to sell a little bit. So how much you want? I ain't know. I ain't no shit about shit. Oh, man. What was the prices on your shit? You get a quarter ounce for 250 Like, okay. I can do 250 See, I was working at the Holiday Inn Medical Center. And that job was good. I was coming home with bank rolls, but them the tips, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was a good legal money. So I'm not sure exactly why my dumb ass wanted to do that. So anyway, I got that quarter. All right, then. I had to go away for a minute. I'm sitting in my car trying to do this podcast real quick. Some little girl backed into a damn parked car, towed her shit up. The other car wasn't hurt. Actually, it was a truck. 
not a scratch to be found. So I'll handle that. Now I'm back. Finish out. I think I was talking about the low. My brief stint as a as a dope dealer. So anyway, I get the little quarter ounce. He rock it up for me. Pick it up. I think his food gave me like I think it was tens, twenties, and thirties. You know what I mean? And I mean, the money was there. The profit would have been there. But man, I ain't know how to sell no damn dope. I'm trying to sell dope out my bedroom. We live in a duplex. You know, my parents on one side, me and my sister on the other side. So my, my room was in what would have been the living room. You know, so I had motherfuckers coming. Coming to my damn door. I'm trying to sell dope out the little mail slot. You know what I mean? Like I'm fucking Nino Brown or some shit. But bottom line, this didn't work, man. It just, this shit just wasn't for me. You know? I had one dude said he wanted to get some some uh, key sweat tickets. So I gave him ten twenty dollar rocks. I ain't get no money back. Dude smoked that. Tell me he smoked it too. You know? So after that, that's when I realized, I'm like, man, I'm just not cut out for this shit. You know, because something bad was supposed to happen to him for doing that. But I'm like, man, that's my friend. We know this dude, like, forever. I'm not going to do nothing bad to him. You know? And nobody fronted me the dope, so they weren't going to make me do anything bad to him. So I was like, you know what? I should probably retire from this bullshit. <clears throat> that's exactly what the fuck I did. I retired. Eventually took my ass into the Navy. And shit. Pretty much where my life began. But unfortunately, this is where <laughs> this podcast is going to end. And I'll pick it up back on the next one. I'm going to have to be real careful on how I work the Navy years. It's a lot of incriminating shit. Possibly. Allegedly. So, you know what the deal is? Be good. Be good at what you do. Be safe. One.